Hi, this is Jeff Pitts, pastor of the Collective Church in Cleveland, Tennessee. We hope this message helps you to live on purpose for His purposes. Now here's the message. Abednego are these three men serving in Nebuchadnezzar's court. They're not just random people. They've been serving the king. And and the king says, hey, everybody has to bow. When they play the music, you bow to the statue no matter where you are. And so the music plays, and everybody bows except for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember, that's their Babylonian names, not their Hebrew names. And then then somebody goes, hey, king, these these three guys you really like, they they didn't bow. He goes, nah, let's let's do it again. Let's let's hit the music one more time, right? And he brings them and he says, Listen, you, you guys know that like if you don't bow, there's this furnace over here that's really hot and we're gonna throw you in it, right? I mean, I know that maybe you didn't hear the music. Maybe you were just busy working, you didn't hear the music. Yeah, you know, we got this good relationship, Chad. Mish. I don't know you call him Mish, probably code name. He said, hit the music one more time. And they play the music, and they don't bow. At some point, you're going to reach a cultural conflict. At some point, the world is going to ask you to bow to something that's not biblical. At some point, the music of your life will play, and you'll be in a cultural conflict with the things you believe. And you have to make a decision if you're going to bow to the things of this world or take a stand for what you believe. And the only way that you'll be able to stand under the cultural conflict is by knowing what you believe. So here's, the Bible doesn't say it. And let me, let me read it to you because I'm going to read their response to, to Nebuchadnezzar. It's in verse 16. It says this. Um, Nebuchadnezzar gets real mad. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to King Nebuchadnezzar, We do not need to give a reply concerning this. If our God whom we are serving exists, he'll be able to rescue us from the furnace of the blazing fire, and he will rescue us, O king, from your powers as well. But if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve our, your gods and will not pay homage to the golden statue you have erected. So, they didn't really flex, right? Like, like, I think most of us, if we stood, we'd be, like, all arrogant about it. We'd be like, check us out. We're not going to bow. In, in sort of this reverent tone, they go, here's what we believe. And they don't quote the, they don't even quote the, the, the verse. But what they say is, the Lord our God says there should be no other gods before him. Commandment number one. And God, our God, also said we shouldn't bow to any image. Commandment number two. They don't quote it, but they know it. They don't quote the first commandment and second commandment to Nebuchadnezzar, but they know it. And the only reason they don't bow is because they know what they believe. The only reason they don't bow to the golden idol because everybody else was and probably other Jerusalem sort of captives is because these three men go, I know what I believe because I've studied it. I've read it. My mama told it to me like it was handed down. I know commandment one and I know commandment two. 
There are no other gods, and I'm not bound to any image, and that's where I stand. If you're going to not bow to cultural conflict, you have to know what you believe. In order to know what you believe, you have to know the Bible. Flat out, in a story. If you're going to be able to withstand the cultural pressure, you've got to understand Scripture. If you're going to be able to stand when culture comes and wants you to, to bend to some belief that isn't biblical, you have to know the Bible. And it's coming and has already come. Culture is pressing you and pressing you, going, I need you to believe something different. And the Bible's saying, no, we, we, that's, not what we, that's not it. And so when you come to conflict and you're asked to bow to something that isn't biblical, you have to know what the Bible says. You have to know the Bible and you have to believe the Bible. It's not enough to go, hey, I know the stories. You have to begin to believe it. You, you have to believe it so much that you begin to put it into action in your life. This is where they were. They could have just said, like, hey, Nebuchadnezzar, let's, let's have a discussion about this because um, my mom once told me that um, I shouldn't bow to images. Can we talk about it? Like, let's have a conversation. So, what, Nebi, do you really think that my mom was right? that I shouldn't bow to that, or should I bow to this golden image of you? No, it's with reverent hearts for God and honoring hearts for the king, they just go, we can't. That's not what we believe. That's not what I've been taught. That's not what my God teaches. You can press us and threaten us and even throw us in the fire. But what I believe is that I'm not going to bow. And there are cultural beliefs that are infiltrating Christianity, infiltrating where you are, infiltrating where you exist. They're being weaved into things all over, and they're asking you to bow to something that's not biblical, and you have to know the Bible in order to make a stand against them. I'm telling you, it's not that they're coming, it's that they're already here. There are things being said and taught and, and spoken about and shared on, on, on platforms, on media, on social media. We live in what's called a post-truth world, okay? Post-truth means that, that you get the majority of your news from somebody in an echo chamber just like you. You live in echo chambers of social media and friend groups who are saying the same things, and you buy that as truth over what is actually true. There is no more absolute truth. Watch television for 37 seconds, and you will hear the expression, this is my truth. That's your truth. What they're not saying is, this is the truth. And, and what happens is, what was true for Nebuchadnezzar wasn't true for the three Hebrew boys, and they had a conflict because they said, this is the truth. And when you start to bow to my truth and your truth and her truth and his truth and their truth and whatever truth is not biblical, you're going to bow to something that's going to break you. And the only way to stand against the cultural pressure of that is to know what God's word says for your life. I know it's unpopular. It's uncool. I know it doesn't preach real well. Like, y'all bored with it. But this is what we have to do. The cultural pressure is mounting against you. 
And the only way not to bow is to know what you believe. And the only way to know what you believe is to begin to dive deep into Scripture, to get into God's Word, to begin to pray over it and pray His Word, because then it gets into your life. And when culture shows up and goes, you need to bow to this idol, you can go, no, that's not how it goes down. Because the cultural conflict is not just coming, it's already here. And then you have to have the courage to challenge culture. At some point, you're going to have to have the courage to stand up to the culture you live in. Again, it's not all bad. But there are things that are not biblical. We, if you grew up in church or around church, you know the story. The, the three Hebrew boys don't give in. Nebuchadnezzar gets really angry. He gets, like, fired up mad, play on words. Somebody get the joke here in a minute. He turns the furnace up seven times hotter than it normally is. It's so hot. There's not a joke coming. Don't worry about that. But it is so hot that the guys who bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego so they can't break free die throwing them in the furnace. It's that hot. The guys aren't even in the furnace. They're outside throwing them in, and they drop dead. That's how hot it is. And the Bible tells us that, that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego just sort of walk around dancing. And then Nebuchadnezzar looks and he sees a fourth. That, that there's somebody in the fire with them. Nebuchadnezzar says this in verse 24. Wasn't it three men that we tied up and threw in the fire? They replied to the king, for sure, O king. Then he answered, but I see four men untied walking around the midst of the fire. No harm has come to them, and the appearance of the fourth is like that of a God. And some scriptures say, like that of, some translations, that of the Son of God. So, so it, some scholars say that it was an angel or it was a theophany. It was the, the incarnate Christ walking with them. We don't have real clarification on that. But there was a, a heavenly being in the fire with them. Nebuchadnezzar then goes on, he says, as he pulls them out, and there's not even the smell of smoke on them, he says, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent forth his angel and rescued his servants, who trusted him, ignoring the edict of the king and giving up their bodies rather than to serve or pay homage to any god other than their god. At some point, you're going to have to have the courage to challenge the culture. It would be a really good message if I could get up here and go, and you won't die. I mean, like, it would be real nice if I could go, even if, even if you get tried by fire, you're going to walk out unscathed. That preach is really good. Like, people will get up, and they'll get people shouting, you're not even going to smell like fire, right? Like, that's what the Pentecostal preacher does. 
I can't guarantee it. I can't. God rescued Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He may not rescue you. There are, there's, there are books of martyrs of people who died by fire. There are, there are the apostles that walked with Jesus who were hung upside down. They were crucified. They were dismembered. They were stranded. Sometimes when you challenge the culture, you're going to face death. But it doesn't mean that you back down from the fight. It doesn't mean that you don't have the courage to challenge it. Because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it wasn't that they thought, oh, God's going to bail us out. They said, he might. But even if he doesn't, I will not bow. Cultural pressure is here. You're walking in it. You're facing it every day. It's pressing you to believe things that aren't biblical. It's surrounding you with lies of somebody's truth is not absolute truth. And, 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 and this whole like post-truth narrative that we live in. And this is the truth. God's truth. And if the, we're going to stand in the cultural pressure that falls on us, we're going to have to have the courage to stand on biblical principles. It's super unsexy, I know. Like, it's, it's super, like, drab, boring message. But I'm telling you guys, I, I, I've just lived too long. And Brian, if you go ahead and come. Emily. Culture's not all bad. But it's going to press you to believe some things that aren't biblical. And you're going to be face-to-face with a situation where you have to decide, am I going to bow to something that's not biblical? Am I going to bow to something that's not biblical? I have uh, had some really bad haircuts in my life. I've had a mullet. I've had the bowl-cut surfer look. I had a perm one time. I've made a lot of regrettable decisions on cultural influence. I've been pressed culturally to believe some things that weren't true. I have to walk it out and go, is this Most times, when cultural pressure comes, it'll put you in conflict to what is normal. When cultural pressure comes, it'll put you in conflict to what the world is calling normal. Biblical things aren't normal. Like, it's most times, biblical living is just in contrast to everything else. We, we watch it all the time. Biblical, you know, the cultural conflict says, hey, you know what you should do? You should move in for about three years before you all get married. Just test it out. See if it works out for you. And the Bible says that's, that's not it. That's, that's a cultural thing, not a biblical thing. You're going to make a biblical decision on that. There are other biblical things or rate that we are engaging right now around, around sexuality and, 
gender and things that just have taken over our culture that are that are normative things in the culture that we got to go are these biblical things and if you side on the side of orthodoxy which i do which means i believe that gender is man male and female i believe sexuality is is straight heterosexuality i believe things that are the the orthodox biblical things it puts me in conflict with the culture and it puts the pressure on because even in the church we're believing things that are different than what the bible says and i've got to go i'm not going to bow to cultural pressures i'm going to stand on biblical values even if it means i get burned even if it means that they set me ablaze either physically or they they roast me on Facebook, which I have been. Like if you're in certain groups, I've taken a beating on Facebook for things I believe. I'm not going to bow to things that aren't biblical. Because at the end of the day, I have one, one thing that I'm responsible for. To be obedient to Jesus Christ and at the end of it to stand before him and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Thanks for listening to our podcast. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Now go be the collectives.